Welcome to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. This is Brian Kletter, the creator and host of the podcast. You can engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought or at Counterthought CEO and on our Facebook page, Counterthought Podcast. For audio versions of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And for video versions of the podcast, join us on YouTube at the Counterthought channel. Let's go. This past weekend, anti-Israel pro-Palestinian protests continue across the United States. And on Saturday, an anti-Israel pro-Palestinian protest occurred in Washington, D.C. This protest left a trail, a pathway of vandalism, culminating in vandalizing the White House fence. Some of these protesters even tried to jump the fence. Now, recent memory may tell you that this should be an, an act of insurrection. But as of Tuesday, no arrests have been made for any of these protesters. Which begs the question, is this Israel-Hamas war going to cost President Biden the election? Welcome to Counterthought. We've reached the one-month mark since the heinous, horrific, barbaric attacks by Hamas on Israel, where 1,400 Israelis, Jews, died at the hands of Hamas with horrific acts taking place during that attack. We've talked about that on this podcast multiple times. And over that month, the masks have come off for a large cohort of the Democrat Party. The masks have come off and revealed that there are anti-Semites within the Democrat Party, that it isn't just pro-Palestine, but actual anti-Semites. We've talked about from the river to the sea and what that actually means, despite what Congresswoman Representative Rashida Tlaib tells you that she th says it means. This has caused a huge fraction in the Democrat Party. Now, President Biden and his administration have done a pretty good job at staying by Israel's side, at standing firm with Israel. However, there have been moments, especially by the White House press secretary, where they seem to waver and not be so committed to, to being pro-Israel. Or instead of calling out the anti-Semitism, they can't just do that alone. They have to then tie in and include Islamophobia. That occurred last week. And then this weekend, with the protests that occurred in Washington, D.C., that left a, a trail of vandalism, defacing monuments, getting to the White House gate. I've been there. I have a picture in front of this gate, this black gate, this black fence around the White House, and vandalizing that, standing there, grabbing onto the fence, shaking it, you know, gnashing their teeth, taking their hands and painting them red and leaving their handprints on some of the columns of that fence outside the White House. Even some individuals wanting to, trying to hop the fence, get through the fence and onto the White House grounds. This is not just pro-Palestine. This is anti-Israel. Anti and these individuals, whether they actually are Palestinians who live here in the United States, or if they are just um, crazy, lunatic, left-wingers, progressives, Marxists, 
it doesn't really matter. But what does matter is that there is this large contingent, this cohort within the Democrat Party that is completely against the president's administration and Americans at large, for the majority of Americans, support Israel in this conflict, in this war, the Hamas-Israel war. So is this is this war going to cost President Biden the election? I think it might. It might. Now, there are multiple things that President Biden has done and could do in the next year that might cost him the election. If former President Trump would just stick to the message and keep hammering on how Biden and Bidenomics and everything that he has made, all the decisions he has made has impacted our country negatively, I'm sure all of you watching or listening are not better off than you were before Biden you know, took office in January of 2021. But this, this fraction within the Democrat Party could easily cost Biden the election. Jews, Jewish Americans, typically split about 60-40, 65-35, 70-30 to the Democrats. As I mentioned in another episode earlier, a couple of weeks ago, there are about, I believe it's 6 million Jews within the United States, and there are about 2 million or 3 million uh, Muslims in the United States. Now, you have these, these pro-Palestinian protesters. They are either you know, Muslim Americans, they are Palestinian Americans, or they are Marxist left-wingers, uber-progressives, radical progressives who are just joining in and don't truly understand what is going on and trying to do this comparison and um, relativism between the acts by Hamas and the history of, of Israel and, and Palestine. This moral equivalence is what they're talking about. But Joe Biden is stuck. He's stuck. He's at a crossroads and every day in the White House press briefing, Karine Jean-Pierre, KJP, is trying to, to figure out this balance, trying to walk the, the line and showing support to both sides. Because Biden has a couple of choices. He can either, one, he can support Israel, maintain his support for Israel, be pro-Israel like the United States has been for decades upon decades. And he will keep, most likely, that 60-40-70-30 split of Jewish Americans. However, that puts him at risk of losing potentially millions of votes, not just from Palestinian Americans or Muslim Americans, but from these radical Gen Zers and some radical millennials, unfortunately, who are also in support of, of Palestine and find themselves on the side of Hamas in this war, in this conflict. Now, if Biden does the opposite and supports Palestine or walks this line too much or shows too much favoritism to Palestine while saying, crying out Islamophobia and, and the like, he could lose the Jewish American vote. Could be millions of votes, hundreds of thousands in key, key areas, battleground states, and lose the election. So what is President Biden to do? Well, he should stay principled, right? He should stay principled. He should not waver. Joe Biden, his administration, and the Democrat Party at large has been catering 
to and cowering to this radical leftists in the Democrat Party, the Marxists that disguise themselves as as Democrat socialists, these Marxists who want to tear down the United States of America, who want to end capitalism, who want to move to socialism. We've seen this in Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter, the organization once had on their website before they got their hand caught in the cookie jar, it originally said on their website that they were a Marxist organization. Black Lives Matter has, is it hasn't, I guess, it hasn't just disappeared, right? But it no longer is carrying the, the importance or the influence within our society that it once did. You know, their leader, uh, Miss Colors, found taking millions upon millions of dollars for her family and buying houses out there in California. But however, after the attacks on October 7th in Israel by Hamas, Black Lives Matter Chicago put out a, a tweet, an ex post with, you know, the paratroopers coming out of the sky, going down. And you may remember those paratroopers are the ones who um, seized on the, <clears throat> the concert that was going on in Israel and just mowed down the innocent innocent attendees of that concert, the innocent Jews of that concert, the innocent Israelis of that concert. So Black Lives Matter, they even said, Marxist organization, they don't want to see the nuclear family. They don't want capitalism. These Marxists are opposed to capitalism. AOC herself and Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar and, and the squad, they are opposed to capitalism. They are Marxists. They want to destroy capitalism because they see capitalism as creating the oppressed and the oppressors, similar to Palestine oppressed Jews oppressors. You know, you kind of see this theme, right? Black Americans oppressed, white Americans oppressors, capitalism oppressor, American people, especially minorities in America, marginalized communities in America oppressed. You know this all they're running along the same track all parallel to each other they want capitalism to end because capitalism they believe causes the the two classes you have the oppressors and the oppressed or those who are well off who have money and those who don't those who benefit from capitalism and those who suffer from capitalism but joe biden should remain principled he should remain with israel Israel is the one who was attacked. If Israel stopped today, because there have been calls for a ceasefire, or as they're now calling a pause in order to have, in order to hopefully get out innocent civilians in Palestine out of Gaza, which these pro-Palestinian protesters are claiming that Israel is not allowing that to happen. But if there was a true ceasefire, as members of Congress have called for, as the president has floated out there, as John Kirby has floated out there, Hamas would attack Israel again. If you are wondering if you are on the right side of this conflict, of this war, just ask yourself, if Israel stopped protecting itself and stopped attacking Hamas in Gaza, if they got rid of their Iron Dome, would Israel no longer be attacked by Hamas? That answer is no. 
and will always be no. So what's more important to President Biden? What's more important to his administration? What's more important to the Democrat Party, to the powers that be in the Democrat Party, to the levers that must be pulled in the Democrat Party to turn out the voters? Now, President Biden, his his favorability rating, his likability rating is in the toilet. It is underwater by at least 10 to 15 points. Now, there are key issues, as we saw in the elections that went on on Tuesday this week, especially in Ohio, about abortion. I was going to talk about abortion for this episode, but I decided to save myself the headache and not get into it because I will not understand. Well, I I guess I do understand, but I don't want to go through the arguments and explain why and how. And it just frustrates me that there are millions upon millions of people in our own country who support the killing of innocent babies. If you don't know, Ohio passed a, a, a law or a measure to allow abortions up to when the baby is a viable human being that would require minimal or no extra support when outside of the womb. So I'm guessing that's going to fall around somewhere, somewhere around 20, between 26 and, and 30 weeks, something like that. And the pictures I saw of these women, they're, they're at this rally and, and celebrating the win, the victory. And they're like on their knees with their hands in the air, yelling and screaming in happiness, like pumping their fists, jumping for joy at the murder of children. Yeah. So I decided not to talk about in, in this episode because that's just going to frustrate me to no end. And I, and I don't want to feel that way today. So maybe I'll dive into that topic a little bit later because it's going to come up in the election cycle, as I was just mentioning. There are plenty of plenty of uh, policies that can churn out the vote, that can turn out the vote for Biden and the Democrat Party. But is Biden going to cave to the pro-Palestine protesters, to the anti-Israel protesters, for the sake of preserving his electability in this election? Will he choose to side with Israel and Jewish Americans, choose correctly and side with those people, that cohort? Because they are in the right in this conflict. Or is Biden going to cave to this to this um, mentality that has been that has been uh, coddled and created by and supported by the left within the Democrat Party? Numerous times they have, you know, gone to the rescue and been in support of the oppressed individuals, the victims. You know, I talked about recently on an episode and also in episode 33 about, about victimhood, about victimhood. A couple of episodes ago, about 90, 95 or so talked about, talked about victimhood, 96, episode 96. So go check that out if you haven't already, but they have created the Democrat party has created and supported this mentality of everybody is a victim, a victim or oppressed unless you are white. Because you have white privilege and because you are white, and this goes back to the Marxist mentality or the framework, the structure, you are put into groups and not an individual. So it doesn't matter if you have been successful as an individual, but you will then identify as, as your race or some other identifier, whether it's religion or, or whatever, and you will be looped into, lumped into that group. 
So the Biden administration and Democratic Party have set this in place and they have, again, catered and cowered and pledged fealty to this to this mindset, to this oppressed oppressor mindset and and victim mindset. So is, are they going to do that again or are is he going to stay principled and stick with being pro-Israel? Actually live by your principles and see how everything else turns out. You know what he could do? He could also try the novel idea of actually working for America, doing what is best for America, while being principled and sticking with Israel, being pro-Israel. And then as America would then improve, that would improve his numbers leading into the election. Not that I'm trying to give away, I'm not trying to give away, you know, the secrets to to Biden and the Democrat Party, to the DNC. But, you know, maybe you should act in the best interest of Americans. Maybe you shouldn't take on these green initiatives and these mandates and saying that every, every vehicle needs to be an electric vehicle by 2035 when we don't even have the, the electrical grid system to be able to support something like that. When it is not uh, financially beneficial for the manu- car manufacturers to, to do that. CEOs across Toyota and other CEOs in the recent weeks have been saying, like, the United States, you need to you need to dial it back because this is this is not good policy for the auto industry. You know, maybe work for the benefit of Americans instead of cutting off oil production in America and drilling for oil in America, using up our oil reserves because you refuse to allow us to use our resources in our country to, to the benefit of America. You know, maybe, President Biden, you should be working for the benefit of America. Stop choosing sides so often. Stop choosing the side of the, quote, victim or the oppressed Actually look at the facts of a situation and be be in the middle. You can show empathy and sympathy, but don't gaslight us. Don't lie to us. Don't try to don't tell us that what we see is not what is actually happening or did not actually occur within this country. Don't do that. You can be loyal to Israel. Be a principled man. You can do that and work for the benefit of the country. You don't have to both sides this thing. Now, I am not advocating for Biden to be reelected because I think his presidency has been a disaster. But I am curious and I will be watching to see how this continues to unfold. Because this Israel-Hamas war is not going to be over quickly. Estimates are this is going to take a few months which is then definitely going to, going to be getting into you know, the, the primary cycle for the 2024 election. And how is Biden going to, to handle this? Is he going to continue to walk the line and try to placate both sides, the pro-Palestinian side and the pro-Israel side? Or is he, by doing that, is he going to lose support from one or the other? Or is he going to go all in on one and definitely lose the support of the other? I hope despite how disastrous Joe Biden has been for our country in three years, despite that, I hope this time 
he will do what is good for the country and stick with Israel throughout this conflict, throughout this war. And Americans, those of you listening and watching, I want you to continue to watch and watch what is happening. Watch the protests within our country and read the words that are being said. Hear the words that are being said as the masks continue to be pulled off of the faces of the radicals within this country so that you and I both know what truly lies within our country. Our country is under attack from the inside out. Yes, we are at risk of certain countries trying to attack the United States, but we are what we are more at risk of is the cultural foundation of this country. These radicals that exist within the Democrat Party, the socialists, the Marxists, they are the future of this country. They will one day be the leaders by name only of this country. And that is what I am calling for you and I to do is to continue to watch closely who those individuals are and watch the tides of the culture in America. President Biden, I hope that you stay principled and stick with Israel in this conflict. And for the rest of you Americans, I want you to think long and hard about how we want the culture of our country to be in the decades ahead. Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. Remember to subscribe and like or rate the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube. And engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought at counterthought CEO or on Facebook at counterthought podcast.